0: E.K., Kano, Luke, Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonia, Blade, Sub-Zero, Boroshenk, Zorrenta, Baraka, j jax Kitaro, Kit, Tanaka, Lao-Mulina, Nukes, Ebat, Stout, Shao Kahn, Smok, Chameleon, Cyrax, Nurt, Mac, Motaro, Nightwolf, Wolf, Ray, Sektor, Shi, the Sindel, Stryker, Kimba, Tishy, Knox, Serena, Jarik, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, plays the drumming Buster's half and can she lead me to Mavado, Mocha, Malakatara, Ashra, Diodorus, Abikatara, Kira, Koma, Onaga, Shijinko, Tigon, Tig, Vandevora, Cassie, Cage, Aaron, Black, Dara, Tor, Jackie, Brisco, Tolkan, Thumbs, Takeda, Tri, Forks, Atreon, Scarlet, Galas, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm your host Ben Meckler, and this is the show where I walk my friends through the entirety of Mortal Kombat Lore from the perspective of a single character today. Got a very special guest, longtime Twitter friend of mine. never met before. This is it. We're doing it right now. Comedian and noted provocateur, Blair Saki.
1: Welcome
0: to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. I had no idea it was a noted provocateur.
0: Yeah, I read about it in the society pages.
1: I'm thrilled to be here. I hope the culture
0: police don't shut us down (laughs) mid-record. Do you think we're provocateurs the original victims of cancel culture? I guess in my mind, I'm imagining like a provocateur as like a uh, Some like old-timey like, you know Person in a mustache saying scandalous rumors allowed uh, to a giggling audience, but I guess in reality It's probably a term that was more more used for like, uh, you know, racy comedians in the mid 60s Yeah,
1: probably you're right and I think you're right. They probably are the original victims of cancel culture. And um, (laughs) we need to rail against this free speech for these provocateurs.
0: We got it. The provocateurs deserve free speech. (laughs) That's why all the cool provocateurs are moving to Austin, Texas.
1: Yeah. Where real
0: provocateurs can (laughs) smoke cigars and eat red meat without the cancel culture getting off.
1: I know. We're coming to you live from Austin, Texas right now, where we are doing bicep curls while we yell into the abyss. (laughs)
0: There's a guy named Bobby Brody in the corner of the studio, and he'll interject throughout the show to go, that's fucked up, bro. It's fucked up.
1: There's a couple of comedians named Brock and Meat Hook, ready to rock.
0: (laughs) Brock and Meat Hook could easily be Mortal Kombat
1: characters. You're right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Perfect. Well, Blair, it's a true pleasure to have you here. As as you've said to me when I asked you about coming on the show, um, you don't have like a ton of familiarity with mortal Kombat. um have you ever played the games before or do you what's what's your like what's the entirety of the scope of your relationship with the mortal Kombat franchise up to this point
1: i'll be honest i played it uh, a good amount when i was young and i watched my brothers play it even more which i which now i look back tragically as a time where i watched men even though they were family members play video mm, games mm-hmm. silently just so that I could share air with my older brothers um very mm. sad you know I I <laughs> but I loved Mortal Kombat and I remember um you know is his name Sub-Zero?
0: It is. Uh, assuming you're talking about the ice guy. <laughs> which I can the only assume you guy, are. The
1: ice guy. The ice guy and then like I remember moves and stuff but I don't I don't remember much because it's been so many uh, years. I'm sure if you said names, some would be pop up. You know, like people from high school whose names I would never know until they like told me and re- and an anecdote.
0: All right, lightning round. I'm gonna name ten Mortal Kombat characters real quick and just say yes or no if it sounds even remotely familiar. Okay, okay, okay. okay ready? Okay. Uh, Liu Kang. Yes scorpion yes pharah no okay uh onaga the dragon king
1: sort of yes Sh- shang sung no
0: okay interesting <laughs> quan chi no um shinnok no okay uh i'm like trying to place the last game that or the game that your brothers were playing based on this list. i think it was was it uh, 64
1: nintendo 64 or no mm-hmm, something preceding mm-hmm. that
0: it was game. on it was on n64 but they kind of replay they kind of released like four different games around the same time on there so it's it's a little tricky it wouldn't have been uh, anything I'm just gonna do past two more real quick or, tanya
1: i think tanya yeah yes
0: okay okay uh and last one let's go with kai No. Okay, it's possible that you you watched them play Mortal Kombat four. Otherwise, probably it was one of the first three.
1: Yeah, it was probably. It was definitely not anything past N sixty four. So it might have been preceding N sixty four.
0: My goal for today is that you can call one of your older brothers. <laughs> At, at the end of the show
1: uh-huh. and
0: say hey remember Dagon okay I'm gonna
1: you'll say, do say you'll
0: say remember Dagon and they'll say like no I don't really um and then you'll say well then I guess you're not a real fucking fan and then you'll <laughs> rattle off this story and it'll be like a happy ending to uh you having to watch men play video games to share air with your relatives who should <laughs> who should want to hang out with you on your terms or shared terms
1: well yeah i was a younger sister so you know they wanted me to scram it's a
0: classic you know yeah. sure sure yeah it's like they would play and then periodically turn to you and say get out yeah
1: yeah and then like yeah in the one scenarios like with goldeneye or something when they absolutely mm-hmm. had to like the last person on earth when they needed a fourth they would call me up to yeah. the majors and i would get a controller
0: wow would they like make you play the worst character was that like
1: no i don't think the energy of
0: it or were they just like they just kind of like ignored you and were like you're going, you can play or whatever no no they were like we
1: literally have no one else on earth who could play this but then then they you know would hope that i would be good but um i wasn't because i didn't practice
0: got it Hey, well, if there's any consolation, I've never been good at any video game, <laughs> and I host this podcast. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, life is what you make it, Ben. I like that.
0: Yeah, you, you got to choose your destiny. <laughs> yes! To, to, to borrow a phrase from, from Mortal Kombat. Yeah,
1: choose your character. You got to
0: choose your destiny. Your destiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your destiny's character. <laughs> yeah. um, well, before, before we... Uh, dip into the history of the character we'll be talking about today a guy named Dagon um there's a a prompt that I like to ask my guests every season of the show uh based on a sort of theme that presents itself throughout the season I've broken the show up into seasons based on covering the characters that were introduced in like that season's uh sequential game so this is the sixth season of mortal podcast i'm actually covering characters that were introduced in mortal kombat six and seven because uh there were only two characters that were introduced in the seventh game so they couldn't have their own season one of those is dagon uh so i had been asking people this season uh to tell me about a time that they had been deceived in their lives because i was asking about characters that were introduced in the game mortal kombat deception today we're actually talking about one of the two characters that were introduced in a game called Mortal Kombat Armageddon. So instead, I would like to ask you, Blair, uh if the Armageddon happened today, what would you do?
1: If the apocalypse happened, is that the same as Armageddon?
0: Yeah. It's yeah. It's pretty much the same thing.
1: Um, I would try to. Should I give a serious answer, Ben? My I mean my immediate response, that's up to you. My immediate response was find a way to get to my family. Find a way to get some supplies. Protect protect my family. Make sure they're all safe. But
0: that's not the truth.
1: No, that is yeah. the truth. I was going to...
0: Oh, well, that's a great no, answer. No, that's the yeah.
1: goddamn honest truth. I'm Italian, and I will try to get to my mm. family and protect them. Um, but I don't know if you want to joke answer, like, eat a large pizza on my fucking floor before I get burned to a crisp.
0: That's a very specific uh, apocalyptic scenario that you had in your mind, too, where it was like the fire was the thing that was going (laughs) to do do it. It was going to be fire. Um, Well, I guess I I just have some follow-up questions. Okay. The follow-up questions start with, where is your family located?
1: My family... The majority of my family is located in San Juan Capistrano. You don't have
0: to give an address, but okay. <laughs> my great.
1: majority of my family is at 1234567. Um, <laughs> no, they're in San Juan Capistrano, California, about 90 okay. minutes south of my present location.
0: Okay. So you got a 90-minute drive. Uh the fire is coming <laughs> from wherever it's coming from. Is this like a biblical Armageddon and you're when I asked you about it, is that kind of where your head went? It was like
1: i guess i have the the dev i have never um thought about it really but i guess that was the first flash in my brain um what's that cormac mccarthy book is that the the road or whatever
0: oh oh yeah the road
1: yeah that's i guess sort of what i thought but that wasn't about fiery
0: no that was more like cannibal stuff right and then disease i don't really remember um that guy's a real character huh that Cormac McCarthy yeah that goddamn Cormac (laughs) that goofball um so you've so it's it's the road out there you have 90 minutes you're driving to San Juan Capistrano um this seems plausible so you're kind of like gearing up on the way what's your like local hardware are you going to like a hardware store like what's the are you getting weapons is it more like you're going to the that one store at the mall at the Burbank mall that has swords or like, Oh
1: my God. I didn't know there was a sword store at the Burbank mall. Um, I
0: might be making that up. I feel like there was, or at least it feels like there should be.
1: No, I would take that block of, um, knives probably on my, um, my counter right there. And I would get in Mm -hmm. my 2017 Prius and hit the, uh, the road and just hightail it down there. I got waters and blankets in there and um, I'd get there first. You're ready. Yeah.
0: Before the cannibals.
1: Before the cannibals, so I can defend my family at all costs.
0: Yeah, then you're just, you're hacking, you're slashing, you got your paring knife, you got your (laughs) bread slicer, (laughs) you got the...
1: (laughs) I also have, like, six cans of mace because my dad gives them to me a lot, and so I'll I'll throw those in the back and um yeah whatever else weapons i can find
0: okay you sound ready that's a good answer well thought out i think the throwing the knife block the whole block into the car it seems like both really efficient and forward thinking because it's like well you know if you have to forage if you have to hunt um you could prep your own meals yeah as well as like stab you know Bad guys.
1: Yeah, I also see um a frying pan. I'd grab because you could slam someone's head. In yeah, like whack that.
0: people pretty good. And um, yeah. there's
1: also some cans of tuna on my counter. I'd throw in too.
0: Oh, you've painted a vivid picture <laughs> of your kitchen. <laughs> good to know. Yeah, tuna can is pretty good. That's because I feel like you could really get a good toss out of one of those. It's easier than a soup can. It's like almost like throwing a shuriken.
1: Yeah, is that a mortal a certain, combat yeah. weapon?
0: No, oh, it's a real one. Oh. I mean, it's also in Mortal Kombat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I remember. I think I have a flash memory of Mortal Kombat where there's like, um, those metal twisty things. What are those called that you throw?
0: I got to be honest with you. In Mortal Kombat, you could be talking about two, maybe three dozen different things oh. that are metal twisty things. There's a guy who has hooks on his swords. They're like hook-shaped swords. There's a, a lady with fans. They're, they're kind of like knives. They're sort of twisty.
1: Those things you throw. Um, someone
0: will tweet at me that they knew exactly what you meant immediately, and it's not coming to me. Oh,
1: there are things you throw. But someone will,
0: someone else will know. That hit you
1: hit. People. Yeah,
0: sure. I think shurikens. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like throwing stars. Okay.
1: Yeah, throwing star. That's I think what I mean.
0: Yeah. Oh well, great. Yeah. Okay, well, then I think we're ready to jump into it now that we, figured it, we, figured out the, we puzzled out the Shuriken thing. Yeah. Okay, so, Blair, before I tell you specifically about Dagon, it's going to help to give you just a tiny bit of context about the sort of creation myth behind the entire Mortal Kombat franchise. Um, so just briefly, um, rewind back to The Dawn of Time um there was uh uh this big celestial being called the one being and then there was this pantheon of elder gods um that were sort of like a pantheon of gods that the one being had created in order to say like okay now you guys make the universe and stuff and I'm going to hang out. Um the elder gods didn't like that. They were like listen, if we have the ability to create stuff, why don't we murder our boss and be in charge instead of having a boss. Get it? Yeah. Uh, so they they do that they create these weapons called the kamidoku daggers and they hack their boss uh the one being into billions of pieces and those pieces become the realms so basically different dimensions and as life begins to develop in these different dimensions you got all sorts of dimensions there's earth realm which is like the whole universe as we know it there's another the realm which is like what if hell was a dimension people are just like you know born there live their lives go to work be in hell um you got outworld which is like a cool dark fantasy realm you got edenio which is like the realm of the hot wizards we'll be talking about a lot today dinosaur people realm vampire realm whatever you can think of it's got its own dimension um the elder gods are like okay so great we made all these dimensions that's really cool now our problem is that we got to make sure uh, that they don't merge again, and the one being doesn't come back, because the one being will be really, really pissed at us. So, they assign a, they create another pantheon of gods that are just called gods. They're like little baby gods, and they assign one to each realm to say like, hey, protect it, make sure nobody merges with this realm, make sure the realms don't come back together. That's your job now. So that's the creation myth. You just took all that in. You were so patient. You just listened. and You just absorbed. And I appreciate that. A lot of the times, people are thrown off by having to go back to the dawn of time.
1: Oh no, I'm um, not. You just off. accepted
0: it at fake at face value. Yeah.
1: Oh no, I'm dead. You just quietly
0: nodded. Off. I was You're like, I really it. want. I, I needed it.
1: to focus up to make sure that I stayed with you.
0: I saw your eyes scanning back and forth as your brain was as as your brain was sort of registering that information i saw it kind of getting written into the into the data banks
1: yeah well i was uh, making you know associations comparisons trying to understand formulate
0: yeah good that's good then you're ready you're ready to hear the saga of dagon
1: i am i am very ready
0: so you're ready to hear about a, an additional tier of God somehow. Yes. <laughs> so
1: give me that tier.
0: So we're going to the realm of Videnia, the hot wizard realm. It's a beautiful place. There's waterfalls, and everyone's like a thousand years old, and they do healing magic, and everyone wears like, uh, you know, no shirt, just kind of like rocking out, chiseled, just like living life. Um, in this realm there's a god dedicated to protecting it like every other realm and his name is Argus and he takes up with a uh, sorceress named Delia and she and Argus have two twin boys named Dagon and Taven so for those of you at home keeping score that makes them demigods because they're half god and they're half this Sorceress lady, who I'm not totally sure if she's a god. I'm pretty sure she's not a god. I'm pretty sure she's just a sorceress. I think possible that she's a god. I think she, I'm not sure. It's one or the other. Okay. So, uh Dagon and taven are the twins. They're being they're enjoying being demigods. They're living their life in Adenia. They're growing up together. They're too too happy. Young lads. And then one day Outworld gets uh attacked by this bad sorcerer named Shao Kahn. He's a god from another realm called Outworld. Outworld is um it's a good way to describe it. It's like uh Lord of the Rings Mad Max. There's dragons. Mm. There's barbarians. Wow. There's there's uh there's like all sorts of other fantasy creatures that have been conscripted to living here as like slaves. Mm. So you got like armed dragon guys. You got lizard people. Uh, you got ghosts. Spooky. Spooky, scary place. Wow. Mm-hmm. So Outworld is invading Edenia. It's bad news bears. Dagon and Taven are scared. And Argus says, we're gonna defend the realm together. And so there's this big war Uh, where Dagon and Taven fight alongside their goddad, Argus, and these two dragons named Orin and Karo. There's dragons there. It's best not to overthink it. It's like a whole thing. Um, And uh, they win, but uh, Delia, sorceress mom, has a vision that while they've managed to fight off Shao Kahn and getting conquered today, um, One day, all of the warriors across all of the realms will become far too powerful. They will seek far too much power beyond their realms, and uh, it'll basically lead to chaos, and all the realms will merge, and the one being will come back, and everyone will die. <gasps> Armageddon. Whoa. Yeah. So, Argus and Delia come up with a kooky plan. They're going to make a fire elemental named Blaze, uh, who's just going to be a big, beefy fire boy. And uh, (laughs) it's really, they really don't get into it. They're just like, yeah, they make a a fire guy. And his name is Blaze.
1: Fire boy.
0: Yeah, it's like he appears, you know, throughout the games, and kind of in each one, he gets beefier. Oh, yeah. So it seems like a pretty important element of his character is being a bit of a hunk who is very literally made out of fire. Oh,
1: my God. I love a hunk. I love a fire hunk.
0: Yeah. I mean, you said you're Italian. I figure a fiery hunk is like
1: sort of a <laughs> prototypical. <laughs> yeah. I could stand to let, <laughs> like them less fiery, to be honest. But, yeah.
0: Listen, we can't all choose what the, the heart <laughs> the heart wants what the heart wants. Yeah. <laughs> uh so this fiery hunk named Blaze is created by Delia, she does this magic and basically the idea is he is insanely powerful. He's so powerful that he himself is capable of consuming the realms and bringing forth armageddon himself which seems like maybe not the best way to stave off armageddon um but they put in like a little little uh fire guy clause where they say if blaze is defeated in battle the victor will absorb blaze's power and uh essentially be able to remake Uh, the realms, destroy the realms, control the realms. They'll basically, like, whoever defeats the fire guy, they'll have the power of the one being, so they can decide if they're going to save everyone or kill everyone. They'll get to decide whether or not it's Armageddon time.
1: Wow, the power of the one being seems like it can really bounce around.
0: Yeah, it's real deus ex one being, because it's like, well, we're all the one being. Like, we're, you know, I'm like a glint in the one being's eye but at the same time, um, you know, you can also be the one being, it doesn't, it doesn't make a ton of sense, and, uh, they never ever follow through on it, so it's okay.
1: That's okay, I wonder about this spiritually uh, almost every day in my own life.
0: Like if you were to be God, but also you're part of God?
1: Yeah, no, just like, you know, how we're all connected spiritually, we are all one, apparently, and you know, mm. then we're a part of it. Yeah, like in Cloud Atlas. We are God, but God is inside of us, but you're God. I don't know. Confusing.
0: Do you actually spend a lot of your time thinking about yeah,
1: it? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do think That's about heavy, it. heavy,
0: Blair. That's a lot.
1: <laughs> I know. You're telling me, pal. It is.
0: Wow. Boy. Heavy is the burden. On, is, it, is that a saying? I started saying it like as a thing people say, and then like halfway through I was like, I don't know that it is actually.
1: Heavy is the head that wears the crown.
0: That's it. Heavy is the head that thinks about whether how much of the one being that they are yeah. on a daily basis and is named Blair. Yeah.
1: I think that's what Specifically. You, got it. you got it. You nailed it right there, right on the head.
0: That's what the provocateurs <laughs> used to say before cancel culture. <laughs>
1: Before cancel culture Stop came that. for us in the middle of the night.
0: Yeah, and now you can't wear the crown anymore. No. They're like, it's too heavy.
1: No, they said, you're, crowns, you're canceled. Too heavy, canceled. No way. Now you can only go on tour based on your own email list.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was, and that was weird because that seemed so specific. It didn't even seem to have anything to do with the crown. <laughs> but they got really into it with the email list thing.
1: <sighs>
0: so we got Blaze. He's out there. He is a being who could he, could he could remake, destroy the world, or if you were to kill him, you could do that. Um, so this is the, the foolproof plan that Dagon's parents come up with. They say, we are going to freeze our sons in stone, Dagon and Taven. Then we're going to hide them in another dimension called earth realm. Then we're going to send blaze out into the world. Blaze will wander the dimensions monitoring the power of all of the fighters across all of the realms. And when they're too powerful, like I saw in my vision and it's time for Armageddon, he will telepathically send a message to Orin and Karo, the two dragons I mentioned, who will babysit our frozen sons in the rocks. And when they receive the telepathic message saying, it's go time, it's Armageddon time, they'll wake up our sons, and then our sons will go on an adventure to find Blaze, defeat him, and it will reveal their true natures as they go on that journey. And so whichever one of them is the better person, uh, they'll fight each other, and then they'll fight Blaze, And one of our sons will then take on the powers of the one being, and one of our sons that we raised will get to decide whether or not there should be Armageddon.
1: Oh, my God. That's a lot of weight to put on your son.
0: Yeah. But here's the thing. They don't tell their sons that ahead of time. (laughs) They call the boys in. They're like, no. (laughs) They're very bad at doing parent stuff which i can say now as a parent uh of a 10 month old child i know that it would be bad to make her decide the fate of the world
1: yeah and i, um, and I can also say as not being a parent just my um layman's <laughs> just opinion eyeballing is it <laughs> is that i think that's too much for a child to decide and yeah. i wouldn't you know i would not want to burden my progeny was such a ill-fated decision
0: I think they actually probably did feel anxious about having to tell them that because they basically invite the boys they're like sons please we wish to speak with you in the throne room and Dagon shows up with Taven and then they just fucking knock those boys unconscious <gasps> and just quickly just yeah. shove them into the rocks in Earth Realm, and are like all right, we covered our unconscious sons with rocks. Let's let's head home, and in a few thousand years... Oh,
1: my God.
0: We'll see which one of these guys wins. Oh,
1: my God, these people need to be locked up. That's just my opinion, Ben.
0: Child Protective Services should have intervened. Yeah. Still- I don't know if they had that in idenia, but it seemed like such a utopian place, you'd think they'd have some kind of a social safety net, right?
1: Right, well, I guess we guessed wrong. Cause these people are just freewheeling out there, locking their sons in in stones for thousands of years.
0: <laughs> it just isn't right, in my opinion, that they did that.
1: Um, in my opinion, I actually agree with you.
0: <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Yeah. You are bold. You are brave, and you're clearly not afraid of the woke mob. No, I might disagree.
1: <laughs> I'm a I'm a free thinker, and I'm not afraid to say it. Anyone can come after me, these SJWs, and I'll still say I don't think these parents should put their children in rocks. And yeah.
0: Dang, dude.
1: I'm not afraid who'll get upset. Who will tweet me? Who will cancel me.
0: Um, you're an inspiration, Blair. Thank you. I'm happy to share this time with you.
1: Yeah, me too, because I think we're getting down to the important things right now.
0: We are. We are. Specifically, what do you do when you come up with this whole big plan? You put your boys in the rocks, you knock them out, you're like, they'll figure it out. What happens when one of the dragons loses their mental connection with Blaze and goes, "Uh oh, shit, Um, bad service. Does that mean it's time? I'm going to just wake up. I'm just going to wake up my son. I'm going to do that. Oh. So that's what happens yeah caro one of the dragons he he loses his mental connection to blaze carl's got ADHD, baby. carl yeah he was like oh shit i was reading a wikipedia (laughs) about a movie the plot of a movie that i didn't see that came out a few years ago and i was like what was that movie about yeah and i got sucked into it
1: (laughs) It, hey carl's got adhd he was on um his um Uh, Ex girlfriend from high school's Instagram got in three years deep, accidentally liked a photo, panic, lost mental connection.
0: Mm -hmm. And then he was like, I guess I gotta wake up Dagon. I don't wanna, I don't wanna like realize that was the signal and then I don't wake up my uh, rock boy and the other dragon wakes up his rock boy and then that Roland has an advantage and that's not my job. So I gotta, I'm just gonna wake Dagon up. Oh, then. Since that was premature which is a problem because Dagon comes out of there and is fucked up from getting woken up too early. Um, which I don't totally get like how, because it's not like he was a fetus that was like in an incubation tube. He was like a full grown adult man that was just in a cave, um, unconscious. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing.
1: It's it's not like he was in an egg, like trying to get fully cooked. Like this was, he was just a victim where he got basically, um, you know chloroformed uh the the by his parents in um rock form just forced sedation mm-hmm. and um you'd think yeah. he would be sort of refreshed after a nice rock sleep but i guess not
0: yeah you can i feel so good if i got to sleep for like a couple centuries yeah. i feel like i'd feel so i'd feel amazing
1: yeah you know we don't get enough sleep could be a nice break.
0: yeah well it's not a case for poor dagon he wakes up and he's just like he's just cloudy he's got all these dark thoughts and he is in a dimension he's never been in before earth realm and this dragon gets in his face and is like hey dagon uh and dagon's like what's happening where's my mom and dad and they're like well listen they put you in this rock they have a mission for you (laughs) They actually didn't tell me all the details. (laughs) Um, But they want you to go and like, I think it's something to do with finding a fire guy. Um, All I know is they want you to meet them in this temple and go get some weapons. And Dagon's like weapons for what? And uh, the dragon Karo's like, I don't know, man, your dad didn't tell me. Sorry. He just told me to let you know all this stuff. When you wake up after a few hundred years in this, in this rock in another dimension. And so Dagon's just fucking confused. <laughs> He's like, "Uh, okay." He's trying to get back home to Edenia to go to his dad's temple and figure out like what's happening. And somehow he winds up in the Nether Realm by mistake, I think. Um, which is again a hill dimension. When
1: that happens when I actually slip in the Nether Realm.
0: Yeah, you're like, did I take? I thought I was supposed to go 101 East <laughs> to the 110 <laughs> North. And I accidentally got off on the nether realm. Damn. And now I'm
1: <laughs> I was listening to a podcast and I took a wrong exit. Uh now I'm in the goddamn <laughs> nether realm.
0: Yeah. That's basically it. And then to make matters worse, this guy comes up to Dagon and says, Hey man, my name's Shinnok. Ever heard of me? And Dagon's like, um no. And what do you basically, I, mean, I don't think Shinnok probably tells him everything. Shinok is kind of, his whole deal is kind of, he's a trickster. Yeah. But Shinnok is a fallen elder god. He's basically the Lucifer of the Mortal Kombat uh, franchise. He was like a god who was like, why don't we rule the people that live in these realms? And the other gods were like, no, dude, fuck you. And then he was like, then we'll go to war. And then he lost. So he's been like imprisoned in the Netherrealm. He's always scheming, trying to figure out a way out so he comes across Dagon and Dagon just like tells him everything. Dagon's like, yeah, my mom and dad apparently sent me on this mission and something to do with my brother and I have to get a weapon. I don't know what's happening. And Shinnok says, oh yes. Uh, Oh yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. Um, You know what I actually heard was that your parents, uh, they want Taven to win, your brother, and they were supporting oh. him in winning whatever this competition is. And Dagon, who's very cloudy and confused, he's already not really trusting his parents right now on account of waking up in the rock cave. Um, he's like, dude, is that true? And Shinnok's like, yes. Sure. So Dagon goes back to Edenia, confronts his parents, and his parents are like, Dagon, what are you doing up? It's not time to be awake. And Dagon, fucking. Murders them.
1: Oh my.
0: Murders his mom and dad.
1: God, I didn't know Dagon was a Menendez brother. Oh my God.
0: he goes full Menendez. Whoa. Even though his twin's still asleep.
1: Wow. Dagon yeah. is a Menendez. I had not brother. made the connection
0: before, but they're very much the Menendez. Oh my God. Yes.
1: Okay. So yeah. he does his own, a little murder I... on his parents.
0: He does a little murder, some would say a, a fairly significant, like, matricide, patricide situation. Um, real quick, I don't know, did you see, I saw this headline and I did not click it, so I might just be spreading nonsense, but I saw a headline that said, TikTok teens are trying to get the Menendez brothers freed from jail. I do you Have you heard about this? Is that real? I
1: did not. See that or hear that, but nothing <laughs> sounds more like the culture right now. Nothing sounds that yeah. sounds like it's probably very much happening. Now when I hear <laughs> well. a headline it that I'm just like, Oh yeah, of course that's happening. Of course that is true, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it that was the thing. I didn't click it partially because I was doing something else and was I shouldn't have even been on Twitter. But also because I was like, yep, that makes sense. And I just moved on with my day. And I didn't really think about it till now.
1: Yeah, that's what I do with a lot of headlines. I'm like, okay, yep, of course. All right. Yeah. Yep.
0: Better not to think about that too yep, much. Yep, there we go. <laughs> the, the
1: earth is on, going to be on fire in two days. And um, yeah, better go get my well, cereal. You
0: got your knife block. You're ready. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I got my knife block. <laughs> What's too your...
0: Now. What's your cereal of choice?
1: Well, this is some old bitch cereal, but it's um, Protein Special K with yeah, almond milk. Yeah, Protein Special K is good, though. It's good, yeah. It's yeah. not flashy, but it's nice and does the trick, you know? How about you?
0: I think the older I get, the more I app- I appreciate the non-flashy cereals. I like the old people's cereals. I like, um, you know, I appreciate a blueberry morning. I'm a big fan of Puffins, peanut butter Puffins in particular. Oh i enjoy um i like akashi from time to time i actually just got a box of Captain crunch for the first time in at least a decade how was it and i gotta say two observations one is was that it was bad um yeah not good second observation was they they definitely softened those guys up because i remember eating captain crunch was like do, getting oral surgery elective oral yeah, surgery yeah like a Yeah, it just would tear into those gums.
1: Captain Crunches, though, is better than Kashi. Kashi is monastic. I'm like, what are we doing here? I don't need to punish myself like this. I could go get a handful of, you know, dried shit and put it in my mouth from the ground.
0: Kashi does kind of sometimes feel like you're eating gravel. Yeah, no. I do.
1: I'm like, this (laughs) is self-harm. It doesn't have the
0: texture of, like, of coarse sand. It it
1: feels like self-harm.
0: I don't know why I like it. Maybe it's like I spent a lot of time hanging out with kids in high school who I'm realizing now maybe had eating disorders who exclusively ate kashi. Oh my! And god. so I was like, "Cool, I'll also eat kashi. Go crunch out of the box, dry." Um, oh my but, god,
1: Ben! Please, come but, on, no more kashi. <laughs> that's a that's a, that's no way. The world is a, we're gonna be burnt to a crisp. I have a little Captain Crunch.
0: Well, they should make it better then. Yeah, but just. Because it's. Too... First off, it's too soft. And second, it doesn't taste good anymore.
1: All right. Well, I mean, something better in between. Something more moderate yeah. than um, Captain Crunch and the.
0: Larissa's then... Pops oh, situation she... is a good apocalypse cereal, yeah, I think. Yeah, I like that. Candy for breakfast? Are you kidding me? That's apocalypse vibes. Yeah,
1: I like that. That's good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. So, back to Dig. So Dagon, uh, who I just as I said that I had this flash of memory that uh Dagon's code name when they were designing this game was Doug, and then he became <laughs> Dagon. That's a true story. Uh <laughs>
1: Don't, So Dagon. I not they have a does, code name.
0: Yeah, I think it was because they like designed what he looked like, which uh, I realized I didn't even tell you. But so you have it in your mind's eye: shirtless, jacked, bald. Huge scar across his left eye, which is blind. Big red dragon tattoo on his torso. Black leather pants.
1: Man, it just sounds like one of my ex boyfriends.
0: It's definitely uh, ex boyfriend vibes. He kind of looks like he kind of looks like um, if you like let Joe Rogan draw what he thought he looked like.
1: Oh hell yeah, that's my fucking boy, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Joe Rogan's inner inner fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, podcast head. Just want to take a brief break to thank today's sponsor, Liquid Death. You may have noticed recently these tall boy cans have been popping up labeled Liquid Death in the bottled water section of your local 7-Eleven or Whole Foods. Well, despite all appearances, that can does not contain beer. Nope. It contains mountain spring water from the Alps. Liquid Death is here to murder your thirst and plastic pollution because their infinitely recyclable aluminum cans are part of an effort to slay plastic bottles. Plastic bottles kind of suck, they're not actually as recyclable anymore to huge problem. so Liquid Death also donates 10% of their profits to fight plastic pollution, which is cool. It's refreshing, it's charming, you can use code MortalPod on liquiddeath.com to get a free two-pack of koozies, who doesn't love a koozie, with a purchase of a case of water, site also offers free shipping on all merch and purchases of two or more cases of water. Thank you, Liquid Death, for sponsoring today's show. (laughs) So so Dagon murders his parents. Then he's like, all right, next order of business, I got to make sure that I can kill my brother before he wakes up, uh, or kill him the second he wakes up if I can't get into his little rock prison. Um... And I have to make sure that I find Blaze, ideally before my brother wakes up, and murder Blaze so I can get Blaze's powers. And to that end, he creates a a cult, a gang, kind of something in between, called the Red Dragon Clan. He uh, kidnaps, he imprisons Karo, the dragon that was guarding him. So he like goes back there and Karo's like, Dagon, what's up, man? Hey, how was your journey? What was the journey that your parents sent you on? And Dagon's like, imprisoned. I don't know if he like dropped a cage on the dragon or like used magic or what he did, but um, he imprisons Karo and he starts using Karo's dragon DNA to make human-dragon hy- hybrid soldiers to be his army in the Red Dragon. Wow, sinister. Plant. Yeah. Also, like, pretty cool. Yeah.
1: And sinister.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, objectively sinister in that he is a Menendez brother (laughs) and he's trying to steal the power of of the whole universe. Um, But also, it is kind of cool that he had, like, little dragon soldier guys. They kind of looked like. Have you seen the Mario Brothers movie? Do you remember that movie from the 90s? Uh, I think so. Do you remember how they had those those like little dinosaur guys or the tiny dinosaur puppet heads? But then they had like the really big like uh, you know big talking head suit bodies.
1: I think so, vaguely, vaguely.
0: It kind of looks like if you threw a helmet on one of those guys. Cool. They're cool little dragon soldier guys. These guys, little dragon soldier guys, he's using Carlos' powers uh, as a dragon to open portals to different uh, realms. And he's just kind of pulling the strings behind the scenes, um, almost like the Illuminati, like traveling through the realms and uh trying to find Blaze and murder Blaze. Blaze is nowhere to be found. He can't find him anywhere. Ooh. Um He also goes to that temple that he was supposed to go to in the first place, where his dad was going to have like a weapon for him. Mm-hmm. And he sees these two swords called the Drake Swords, one was meant for each of the brothers. There's one for him and one for, that says like four Taven on it. And he takes both of <sighs> them. He's like, these are both mine. And if I ever meet my brother, I'm gonna cut his head off with these things. Um, Pretty gnarly. Wow. So, so Dagon spends years just doing Red Dragon shit, having his gang, looking for Blaze. And kind of just like waiting, I think he's got a bunch of his dragon-human hybrid soldiers like stationed outside of the cave where his brother's supposed to be, just in case he wakes up. And one day, the clock kind of runs out. um, Before Dagon is able to find Blaze, uh, the warriors of the universe become too powerful. Wherever Blaze is, he sends the signal, and Taven is awakened. Dagon immediately orders his troops to kill Taven, But Taven manages to survive. He kills all of Dagon's troops. And he goes off on his mission to be like, I'm going to go to the temple. I'm going to try to figure out what happened to my parents. What do you mean it's been hundreds of years and they're dead? No! And uh, he's sad. Taven's Taven's having a sad time. Yeah,
1: that is really sad, especially since your parents inputted you into rocks and left you for stone.
0: Yeah, it's pretty... It's harsh. Yeah. Yeah. um so Dagon uh goes to the nether realm and returns to his old buddy Shinnok who had told him at the beginning like your parents want Taven to win he goes to Shinnok he's like what do you think I should do here um and before he can get an answer Taven follows him down to the nether realm because he's like where's my brother what the fuck is happening I heard my brother killed my mom and dad um Shinnok tells Dagon like go fucking hide in the corner I'll deal with your brother Taven comes up to Shinnok, and Shinnok is like, hey, Taven, your brother's gone. You you just missed him. He left the Realm." So Taven leaves, and then Dagon comes back to Shinnok, and Shinnok is like, hey, man, I took a good look at your brother, and I'll tell you right now, he's definitely better than you. <gasps> Dagon's like, ow, my feelings, but okay.
1: Dagon is really good God. shit-talker. He really gets the needle under there into the source box.
0: Yeah, Shinnok's a real, like, uh, he's really good at manipulating people, and honestly, I'm not sure what he ever really thought he was going to get out of specifically manipulating Dagon, but he did it a lot. He really fucked with that guy. He really stoked the the flames of madness. Yeah, and set off a
1: wild pattern of events.
0: He did, he did, yeah. So, so Dagon uh, is like, well, fuck, my brother's better than me, and he's out there. I'm gonna go to Adenia, because um, I know that that's where the final battle is supposed to take place against Blaze, and I'm going to prepare to fight him. And when he gets there, he's confronted by his brother Taven, and he says, "Look, I've been out of the, I, I've been out of the rock cave longer than you have. I got the two swords." I'm going to win this fight. And he fights Taven and Taven kicks his ass. Taven wins. Wow. Um, Before, before Taven can like strike a killing blow and get revenge for his parents' death, Blaze breaks up the fight and is like, this isn't where you're supposed to be fighting each other. We're going to the pyramid of Argus. That's your dad's special pyramid that he put in the ground to, to rise for the, for the prophecy. You guys aren't doing any of this shit right we're going to the pyramid and he takes them both there. And that's when all of the warriors across the universe who had gotten too powerful also show oh. up. Shinnok basically got the word out about the prophecy. Cause he's a fucking rumor monger. And now all of the heroes and all of the villains that ever existed in all of mortal combat have converged to this pyramid and they all want a piece of blaze. Cause everybody wants the power of the one being um it's a bad scene there's a huge army there Dagon aligns himself with Shinnok and the forces of darkness Taven allies himself with the good guys that have shown up at the pyramid um and both Dagon and Taven die there and neither of them uh makes it to the top and neither of them fights Blaze at all
1: oh my god I had no idea that (laughs) Mortal Kombat was a Greek tragedy Mm-hmm. It really is. This one
0: is truly the greek Greekiest of tragedies.
1: Wow, that's really sad about the Menendez brothers and then everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, poor Diagon, poor Taven.
0: There is there is a, a slight twist still oh! in, in what happened in Dagon's life because while neither of them made it to the top, the person who ultimately did consume the power of the one being was none other than Shao Kahn, the emperor who had attacked Idenia in the first place, that made uh, Dagon and Taven's parents realize trouble was a Bruin. He shows up. He makes it the top of the pyramid. He's about to take on the power of the one being, and another god, this guy named Raiden, who you may remember from one of the Mortal Kombat games that you watched your brother play. He was a guy with the big hat and he did lightning. Oh
1: yeah, I do remember him.
0: Raiden. Yeah. So he's kind of like he's the god who's supposed to protect Earth. Um and he is like, "Oh no, Shao Kahn's going to come become the one being, the whole universe is going to end. This is bad. I'm going to send a message back in time to my younger self so that history goes differently." And uh and and with history moving in a different direction, um my uh maybe Shao Kahn won't get to the top of the pyramid, I guess. It's not a very good plan, but that's mostly because he only has like three seconds to make it before his head gets smushed like a watermelon. Um and so Raiden sends a message back in time and it basically creates a new timeline where in theory Dagon could make in theory Dagon could make some better decisions. Um except that he doesn't his role in the new timeline is very brief all we really know is that he still gets woken up early he still forms the red dragon he's probably still looking for blaze um, it's implied that he winds up fighting in one of the uh, titular Mortal Kombat tournaments because we kind of see him in the background in the new timeline like fighting someone in this in this one level called the pit um and then ultimately he doesn't really do much he like hires out his red dragon mercenaries to a blood god who's trying to do some ritual uh this guy named reiko and he um he meets this uh four armed dragon prince named goro who's had all four of his arms cut off but he wants to grow them back and he comes to dagon asking for help doing that with magic um but he never really does and that's it for dagon he doesn't really do anything in the new timeline he's not significant but it was an important piece of his story to share with you. Wow.
1: I will, I will pray for your soul. Dagon. What a rough go at it, huh?
0: Yeah. He had a rough ride and it's like, you know, was he always evil or was it that his parents fucked him up by putting him in rock egg and he hatched too soon?
1: Yeah. We all, you know, we all have the capacity for evil in us. So Mm -hmm. it's, I just feel uh, blessed to have not been overtaken by it, like dying on.
0: Yeah, if you found out your parents had planned for you and like your older brother to fight to the death one day um, and you came to believe that they were betting on your brother winning, yeah, um, how do you think you'd react?
1: Um, you know... I would probably leave the country and hide
0: out. Oh, you just fucking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's
0: probably right. I can get the fuck out of if
1: here. If I had consulted a therapist who would say, I do not think this is good for your well being, I think you need to set up some real boundaries here. And I would flee yeah. to Mexico and have a margarita. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's a good plan. I think that's sensible.
1: I don't want to get involved in any killing fights, but that's just me, Daigon, you know, a little more aggressive guy than me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Have you been in a lot of fights in your life? No. Or are you more of a (laughs) flight?
1: I've been in zero fights. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty chill. I'm a pretty chill dude. I will say, you know, if there's some sort of verbal altercation, you know, maybe in my youth, mostly within my brothers or something, I like to um I like to stay calm and then get some daggers in, you know.
0: Oh wow. Yeah, that's good. That's probably the person you want to be because it feels like you always win, right?
1: I mean, yes and no. There's really no honor in hurting another person, Ben, no matter which good answer. Place no matter which way it comes out
0: that's profound i like that there's no honor in hurting another person that's maybe words that dagon should have heard
1: yeah too bad dagon can't take the blair school of ethics life
0: (laughs) is the blair school of ethics real and where can i uh sign up
1: um no i don't have any school ben i'm learning every day I'm learning something okay. new. I'm ever-evolving, ever-changing. Um,
0: that's be water. That's what Bruce Lee said, I think. Oh, really? I think so. Cool. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Be water. Yeah. <laughs> well, Blair, that brings us to the end of the show, which means there's just one segment left, and that's a segment I like to call Choose Your Destiny, Ooh. in which I ask you, Blair... Uh, now that you know about the Mortal Kombat universe and the various realms and creatures that reside within it, uh, if you were in the world of Mortal Kombat, who would you be? What would you be? What, how would you how would you fit into this strange world of monsters and marauders, and also monsters and demigods and demi demigods and regular gods and elder so, gods? So
1: one, I will just say, I had no idea how thick and deep the plot of Mortal Kombat is until deep this moment it goes on and on and on very very well thought out but i did hear in passing just briefly you mentioned one of the dimensions that was hot wizards and i thought yeah that's probably the yeah. one that i would head over to
0: mm-hmm. would you be like a normal person who finds out that there are other worlds and you're like cool okay hot wizards bye, and you would just like go there
1: like i
0: or do you see yourself being someone who'd fit in as like a native of the of that culture like do you feel like a hot wizard
1: yeah i mean i that sounds pretty good to me i i i think i heard you mention chiseled bodies and um i was like this sounds a lot like orange county um but yeah (laughs) i was like i think i'd probably chill there <laughs> and you know maybe i'd try to get to another dimension if the Dagon's family wasn't there or the blaze yeah or the um
0: there's like a period of time Fireboy. where you could do that where it's like there's no Dagon, there's no argus they're in the past it's like this uh this royal, almost matriarchy that's running, uh, Idenia, oh, led nice. by this queen Sindel, yeah, who's kind of a zombie, but she's not really anymore. And her daughter Katana is a princess, and everyone's just kind of hot and nice to each other for a period of time, not very long because it's Mortal Kombat. But that sounds really good. You'd fit in in that time. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love it the matriarchy. Place. I love the hot and
1: kind. That sounds pretty nice. Yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah, great yeah well blair thank you so much for coming on the show it's a pleasure having you i had
1: a great time i love you know the mythical adventure that you took me on and um great to get to know you better and really sort of uh distill down our values very quickly in this uh short podcast
0: it did feel like we really got into it you know yeah It helps that we're on the same page, which is that everyone's got to go to Austin because this cancel culture is just out of control. (laughs)
1: Look, if you guys haven't gotten your (laughs) plane ticket to Austin, you're on a sinking ship, all right? That's just what I want to say.
0: It's funny because a couple episodes ago, I did have a a man from Austin on the show who's a very sweet, very open-minded person who probably isn't psyched about the fact that a lot of shitheads are going there now. Right,
1: right. I was just there a few weeks ago. Um just i do love that just city. visiting my fucking boys you know um
0: hell yeah dude
1: <laughs> but you yeah. smoke
0: some stogie
1: <laughs> oh yeah Or oh, if you think i didn't puff on a stogie and reminisce with my boys yeah i, ha- I had i brought some cohibas <laughs> i brought some cubans they were happy oh, when damn. i rolled
0: up oh man they must be like that's noted comedy outlaw blair <laughs> that's
1: what they they had a parking space for me there, which was shocking, yeah. but you know, appreciated. They just said
0: provocateur on the, <laughs> yeah. on the spot.
1: Answers to no one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Blair, if people would like more Blair Saki in their lives, which of course they will, where where can they find it? Where can they find you? Oh,
1: dear listeners of Ben, please feel free to find me at Blair Sockey, B-L-A-I-R-S-O-C-C-I, on Twitter and Instagram. I post all my shows there, and I would like to let you know specifically to the New York listeners, I'm having a show at the Bell House um, on September 16th in New York City, and I would love to see you there.
0: Hell yeah. Wonderful time of year. In New York, in my opinion, mid-September, one of my faves. Yeah. Usually, pretty lovely these days. I don't know seasons. Fucking, <laughs> I have no idea what it's going to be like, but hopefully, nice. Yeah,
1: and that's the- it'll always
0: be a nice time hearing some Blair comedy. <laughs>
1: Over the hunky fire boy will be there.
0: Yeah, if you're a hunky fire boy <laughs> in the New York area, um, <laughs> please show up and just sweet Blair off her feet at the show. <laughs> I would I would wager <laughs> that there is someone who would qualify as a hunky fireboy listening to the Mortal Kombat comedy podcast that I host. <laughs> it seems like there's a pretty decent shot.
1: Oh wow, the stars align for me, I guess, then.
0: Yeah. Just shoot me a tax player let me know if anyone does show me <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just with rip. With with rippling abs and also just completely immolated, just on fire.
1: (laughs) I'll let you know what goes down.
0: Great. Well, Blair, thanks again. Thank you so much. Audience, thank you for listening. And as always, finish him.